Hello everyone, Justin Vapula here with video number 15 in my Stoic Philosophy video series. This video will be on the topic of finding meaning in life and some challenges that we might face to finding meaning. You can find me online at justinvapula.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stoic philosophers find meaning in displaying excellence and moral virtues and living a fulfilled, examined life in accordance with reason. Massimo Piliucci, a current writer on Stoic philosophy, writes in a Stoicism article in the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy about meaning the term eudaimonia. Eudaimonia was the term that meant a life worth living, often translated nowadays as happiness in a broad sense, or more appropriately, flourishing. For the Greco-Romans, this often involved, but was not necessarily entirely defined by, excellence at moral virtues. The idea is therefore closely related to that of virtue ethics, an approach most famously associated with Aristotle and his Nicomachean ethics. So here the Stoics are focusing on things that are inside of us, what we have control over rather than focusing on externals. We'll get into that later in the video. It's a common theme throughout Epictetus's discourses. I've been focusing on discourses and the videos thus far. You can see some of my previous videos for more talk about specific chapters, but this video will be taking main ideas from Epictetus's discourses. Epictetus encourages us to rise to action and show our strengths when facing hardships. And how are we to do this? Many people will complain, They'll say things aren't going the way I want them to go, rather than just simply dealing with the situations as they happen, lowering our desires, lowering our expectations, and making do, bearing situations, and dealing with grace, and accepting that which is happening, rather than complaining, avoiding, having anxiety, and not being happy. So we can have contentment, and we can find meaning in life, even though there are some challenges there are some troubles, there are some things that we might not like. Epictetus here in the discourse is having a conversation. Someone says, there are some unpleasant and difficult things in life. He responds, are there no such things at Olympia? Do you not suffer from the heat? Are you not short of space? Do you not have trouble washing? Are you not soaked when it rains? Do you not get your share of uproar and shouting and other irritations? But I suppose, by setting these off against the remarkable nature of the spectacle, you bear and endure them. Have you not received faculties which give you the power to endure everything that happens? Have you not received greatness of soul? Have you not received courage? Have you not received endurance? What concern to me is anything that happens while I have greatness of soul? What shall disconcert or trouble me or seem grievous to me? I think that Epictetus is getting at the point that there are many good things that are happening in this life. We can deal with the situations just because there are some things that might set us, cause us stress, things that we might not like, shouldn't take away from the larger picture that we have the sense of gratitude that this life is worth living. We can live a good life. We can appreciate that which we have and find meaning, excel and prosper. Rather than simply being bogged down by all the things we don't like, we can focus on the things that are going well, the things that we do like, and of course, as I mentioned, the things that we have control over. A lot of things will happen around us that we lack control over, and that shouldn't bog us down. We have to have a right judgment about things rather than simply complaining and catastrophizing. How are we to show our strengths when we're facing hardships. We can be unmotivated because of things that aren't going well or because it seems impossible to be positive. This is something that we should avoid. Perhaps steadfastness and overcoming challenges can help us be more engaged and deal with pain. Epictetus encourages us to be self-reflective, which should lead to careful behavior, a right focus in life, a tangible direction in which we can find purpose, 
rather than behaving at random with no direction, behaving impulsively, not knowing what we want, just simply going about life without a purpose. Epictetus writes here, bring on me now, O Zeus, whatever difficulty you will, for I have the means and the resources granted to me by yourself to bring honor to myself through whatever may come to pass. So here we can endure what happens and welcome these challenges. Not, of course, to say, oh, I, I want to pain and suffering, but rather that we acknowledge that that might happen. So how can we deal with that? We can think ahead and deal with what might come, prepare for certain things that might happen. He continues, what we seek in every manner is how the virtuous man may find the path he should follow and the way he should behave with regard to it. Let him say, therefore, either that the man of virtue will not engage in question and answer, or that if he does, he will take no care to avoid behaving casually and at random questioning and answer. So here we're thinking we're wanting to have a direction. We're wanting to live and examine life. We're not going to behave randomly. We're going to think, what kind of person do we want to be? How do we want to live our lives? What does the good life look like? What can we aspire to be. He wants us to endure everything that happens without being humiliated or broken by it. Continue here. Epictetus talks more here about welcoming certain challenges which test us. Perhaps we can find self-confidence, put our education and experience to work, rather than having no challenges in life. It's a common theme in that Epictetus is saying, well, we're going to learn these things. We're going to learn this philosophy to put it to work, to get out in the world. Unfortunately, a criticism of philosophy is that it's not practical, but Stoic philosophy is very much so. It's applying principles to everyday life. We can rise above adversity and even welcome it, as long as it's not too overwhelming. Boredom might be a barrier to finding meaning in life, and it can be difficult to feel a sense of accomplishment if we aren't challenged. Epictetus writes here in the Discourses, continuing, These things we ought to remember, and when we are called to meet some such difficulty, we should know that the time has come to show whether we have been well educated. For a young man who goes from his studies to confront such a difficulty is like a person who has practiced the analysis of syllogisms. And if someone proposes an easy one, says, give me rather a fine intricate one so that I may get some exercise. So also our wrestler is displeased when matched with lightweight young men. He cannot lift me, one says. Now there is a fine young man. But no, when the crisis calls, he has to weep and say, I wanted to go on learning. Learn what? If you did not learn these things to demonstrate them in practice, why did you learn them at all? Must I sit wasting my life in a corner when I might be crowned at Olympia? When will anyone bring me such news of a contest? Such should be the disposition of you all. So here we're seeking challenges and we're facing them with grace. We're living a life that's so easy that's not filled with any challenge, which might cast some doubt on this notion of a paradise, and would, would this be a great situation to be in? Well, if we're faced with less hardship, then that could be a good thing, but we're wondering a, a good balance here, having some challenge, and being able to grow and learn, for if we didn't have challenge, is that really possible? How can we develop if life is so easy and that there are no challenges? Of course, something that's overwhelming, well, that wouldn't be something that we would want to happen, although it might, as the Stoics. So continuing here, Epictetus talks about death and encourages us not to be distressed by death because it's inevitable. It's a cycle of change in the universe. Some may argue that there can be no meaning in life because eventually we will all die. Epictetus, though, does not take this position and instead sees death as something natural, an inevitable cycle of life. 
Many fear death, he notices, but with careful reflection, rather than ignorance and just being afraid, we can still achieve meaning. We can cast away our fears and live a more content life, rather than being paralyzed or deficient because of anxiety. So he writes here in the Discourses. We commend the man who says, death is no ill, but shamefully to die. Our confidence then ought to be turned toward death and our caution toward the fear of death. Whereas we, on the contrary, flee from death and in coming to a judgment upon it, we show carelessness and neglect and indifference. Socrates used very properly to call these things bogies. For just as masks seem fearsome and intimidating to children because of their inexperience, we are affected in a similar manner by events for much the same reason as children are affected by bogies. For what is a child? Ignorance. What is a child? Want of instruction. For in so far a child has knowledge, he is no worse off than we are. What is death? A bogey. Turn it around and see what it is. See, it does not bite. This poor body must be separated now or later from its position of spirit as it formerly was. Why then are you distressed if it be now? If it is not separated now, it will be later. Why? So that the cycle of change in the universe may be accomplished. For it is need of things that are entering into existence that will exist and have fulfilled their existence. So death here is a common theme in the Stoic writings. It's not something to be feared. It's something that simply will happen. It shouldn't take away from life. It shouldn't render life meaningless, but rather it's simply a part of life. It's a stage in life as we age, as we experience changes. Death is one of those change. So we ought to accept changes in life rather than lamenting, rather than complaining. Perhaps there's a good argument for accepting our lot in life, dealing with certain circumstances, even if they aren't optimal. We can work to improve ourselves and aspire to a greater station in life, but we should be aware that meaning can be found in many areas of life, as we can apply virtue to all circumstances. Epictetus writes here in the Discourses, A weaver does not make the wool, but employs his skill on what is given to him. It is another who gives you food and property, and can also take them away in your paltry body too. You should then accept the material you are given and set to work on it. If then you come off unharmed, the others who will meet you will congratulate you on your escape. But the man who has a clearer insight into such things, if he sees that you have behaved in a becoming manner, will praise and congratulate you, but will do the opposite if you owe your escape to any dishonorable action. For where a man has proper reason to rejoice, his fellow man has proper reason to share in that rejoicing. So here we're going to display our skill in many areas of life. Whatever happens, we're going to deal with it. We might not be able to set all the conditions that are presented to us, and very often that's not going to be the case. Rather, we're going to have a content mind, and we're going to deal with things well. Epictetus wants us to act carefully and have purpose, rather than behaving randomly without direction in life, as we talked about. This careful action, we, we want to really deliberate what our current station is and work to improve. We're not going to resign to our condition and say, oh, well, that's it. I'm just going to give up. This is how life is. No, we're going to work. We're going to progress. and We're going to try to improve ourselves. This progress might be a difficult thing, but we can work toward it. We won't have perfection. We're going to continue to improve. We're going to find fault. We're going to find areas in which we can improve, but that shouldn't deter us from finding meaning. Happiness is within, he writes, a tranquil mind. If we can reduce our desires and focus on what we can control, perhaps we can have that tranquil mind. Perhaps we can have a better state of life. Epictetus frequently talks about externals, things outside of us which we lack control, as being unstable and if highly valued can lead us to misery. Perhaps instead of finding happiness in wealth, fame, or beauty, for instance, we can find a sort of inner happiness and contentment through self-reflection 
and focusing on what is in our control. Some may also say that ignorance is bliss, the people who aren't aware of the suffering in the world, who do not experience hardship and have life dictated for them by others, are in a preferable state. Perhaps some too are so open-minded that they don't have clear beliefs about the world. They're not aware of values, and perhaps they are too wishy-washy. Epictetus says that ignorance and a lack of direction and self-reflection is the cause of confusion and ruin in the world. Meaning then can perhaps be found with clear visions about who you are, what you stand for, and what direction you want to go in. A personal pledge to self-aspiration and awareness. And a final passage here from the Discourses. Whoever is ignorant of who he is, what he was born for, and what kind of world, and with what companions, who does not know what things are good, and what evil, what noble, what base, who cannot follow either discourse or demonstration, or what is true or what is false, nor is able to distinguish between them, exercise desire, nor aversion, nor impulse, nor design in accordance with nature, nor is assent, nor is dissent, nor is withholding of judgment, but will wander up and down entirely deaf and blind, supposing himself to be somebody, while in reality he is nobody. Is there anything new in all this? Is not this ignorance the cause of all the errors and misfortune that have arisen since the origin of mankind? So be self-reflective, find a sense of direction, find a self-purpose, have a sense of gratitude, enjoy the things that are going well in this life, have good judgments. All right, thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can find me online once again, justinbakula.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Feel free to donate if you'd like to support my work, and of course, interact in the comment section below if you have any sort of feedback.